I'm sitting here having my green tea in my kitchen. I have a little kitchen. It is we have a white and black tile floor and it's sort of like an antique theme, which was here from the person who lived here before us and we kind of just left it. When I say we, I'm referring to me and my wife, Laura. We've been married for three months now. And I'm sitting here in my kitchen. I got a money tree on the windowsill, a red teapot on the white stove top. green lamp, some nice red and white checkered shades, thought I'd just give you some context of where I am and who I am, a little bit about who I am, I am James DeConti, right now I'm working as a psychotherapist mostly and I also teach mindfulness meditation at a university near me and I started and run mindfulness groups at my mindfulness meditation center in Long Island South Huntington Long Island for those of you in the area I used to be an accountant I was an accountant for three years in public accounting. I originally went to school, undergrad, for accounting. And I always knew that I hated it. But I didn't really understand why I hated it. And it's becoming more clear to me over time why I hated it. Or why, I think I might say now, why it wasn't fulfilling. Because looking back... Um, I guess hate's a strong word. I was an accountant for three years, and then I quit my job. I went back to school to get a master's degree in social work, and I now work in clinical social work doing psychotherapy at a university. I've been doing that for five years now. And somewhere along the way, probably a year or two in, my boss, who is a tremendous source of support in my life, she learned that I teach mindfulness and she has really been very supportive in pushing me out there in the university and in the community to teach mindfulness. And I would say a lot of what gives me the courage and strength and confidence to run a podcast like this and to own my own meditation center comes from her so I wanted to thank her now publicly I um my training is in mindfulness based stress reduction so about seven years ago I took an eight week course in mindfulness based stress reduction and the reason I heard about it is because I had seen a YouTube video with John Kabat-Zinn at Google explaining what mindfulness is. And there was this moment of something's different. You know, I, would, I was always consumed in my thoughts and 
very stressed and overwhelmed, which, you know, most people get like that sometimes. But he moved from a talk about mindfulness into a guided mindfulness meditation, and there was this shift in me of, oh, there's something other, there's something different than what I've been experiencing, the framework, orientation that I've been living my life is, is not the whole truth, I guess I could say. And when I watched that video, it really sparked my interest. I use the metaphor of like a firework. It's like watching that video lit the, the wick of the firework and it's just been burning towards the explosion or you know liftoff ever since and part of the process along that wick was taking that eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction course I took that course and I got some practical tools for how to practice mindfulness in my daily life and like formal practice and informal practice and what I mean by that is just, you know, practicing on the cushion, setting aside time to meditate and practice mindfulness. And I use those words interchangeably because I don't really see much of a difference between the two. Although I guess there are some differences, but that's probably a conversation for another episode. So I have my mindfulness practices that I learned through the eight-week course that I was practicing formally, setting aside time throughout the day to sit and meditate, and informally being mindful at the grocery store, during class, at work, whatever. And I really fell in love with it, the whole process of it. And at least in this moment, the thing that I can identify that I'm so in love with is the... Um, the connection, the way that it connects me with life, with if I'm walking through a park or the woods, I can feel my connection with what is around me, whether it's the other people that I'm with or the plants or the trees or um, the ground or animals, just like a, a deep understanding that in some way, I'm not different from all of these things. There's this um, connecting force. Uh, Carl Jung called it collective unconscious, just this unity of sentient beings. And that's how I would identify it now, but I would say if I were to go back in time, the thing that I loved about it when I first started was it gave me some peace from the chattering mind. I was always very consumed with my chattering mind. And it was just like this other way, this other orientation. And living from this other place, this place of mindfulness, kind of turned down the volume on the chattering mind. and. That's why I really fell in love with it in the beginning. It became a bigger path for me. You know, it became a spiritual journey. And one where I feel this connection with other beings and, 
you know, sentient beings and other humans, but when it started, it was just like a break. It was like a break from just constant chatter in the mind and constant stress and feeling overwhelmed and anxious, like difficult to go to social events and difficult time functioning in class and work. So that was in the tools that I learned from the eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction course. And after having this little taste of peace, I guess I could say, or turning down the volume on the chattering mind, I definitely wanted to continue. I wanted to continue the journey and learn more about this other orientation, this other um, mindset. It's not the best word for it, but just like this other thing, this mindfulness. So I went on a 10-day silent retreat where I didn't speak for 10 days and I practiced meditation for 10 to 12, actually maybe 10 to 14 hours a day and had a really deep experience. I mean, it was very difficult, probably one of the more challenging things I've done. I remember on day one, I missed home and I was crying because I missed home and same thing on day 10. Somewhere in the middle, you know, day three to eight, I kind of acclimated. I realized I was there, and I I did the practice. It was a Vipassana practice in the style of uh, Goenka, Goenka G, who I, you can read about his style of meditation practice online. You can go online and type in Goenka, G-O-E-N-K-A, Vipassana not exactly sure how to spell that word, but Google will f- fix it if you give it a shot. Um, I Then after that meditation retreat, I went on... I did a couple long trainings through the Center for Mindfulness at the University of Massachusetts, which is the training program that John Kabat-Zinn started. It's been there since 1979. I did some 10, some 7, 10-day programs where there was silent meditation practice mixed in with like group uh, continuing ed type things and mindfulness tools seminars and did a bunch of those. And then another silent retreat, 7 days. Uh, that one, my wife came with me and we, we stayed in the same room, but we didn't talk, so that was interesting. That was led by a teacher named Adya Shanti. And his approach is more of a spiritual pro- approach, which is also one of my interests. But I, uh, it was just seven days of silent practice, basically. And all of these things that I've done, the meditation retreats and the eight-week mindfulness course, were steps I had to take to call myself a qualified mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher. Also along the way, I've been teaching at um, universities and homeless shelters and community programs around Long Island, which is where I live, and uh, privately also, either through private one-on-one lessons that are specifically for mindfulness or in psychotherapy, mindfulness sometimes organically comes up and my clients will have questions about it, which I'll answer, and sometimes they want to practice mindfulness. Um, so I guess I'm sharing all of this to give some context of who I am, what my background is, so that those of you listening will, will know who you're listening to. 
I guess I, in short, I can say I first came to mindfulness by uh, by means of trying to uh, tame my chattering mind and calm my anxiety, which is still a reason I use mindfulness to this day, seven years later. The point of the podcast is also something that I wanted to address on here. Um, I've always been a curious person. Uh, every time I talk to somebody, I'm much more interested in what makes them tick than anything else. So I find myself asking questions upon questions about what they do and how they feel. I think it's part of the reason I became a therapist because I genuinely love that. I love learning about people deeply and um, it's something that I get a lot of joy from. So one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast was to learn about people, whether that be the audience, people listening to the podcast can send in questions and information about themselves so I can learn about you. And if you have questions, then I will answer them on the podcast. I would play the question and then answer it. And uh, also bring on some people around me in my life that I feel are um, insightful. Some friends, some family, coworkers, uh, past classmates, people like that, that I think that, um, the conversations that I have with them in my life are very valuable and bring a lot of joy and value to me, and I think it would be have the potential to bring the same joy and value to the listener. So the intention of the podcast is to do a mix of talks like this, um, hopefully some deep conversations with people in my life, and um, some question and answer type things with the audience. If you have questions about mindfulness or about me or about any other thing that comes up on the podcast, you can ask those questions. Um, so, let me think here. Oh, and also a mix of guided meditations. So one of the things I do is I record guided meditations, some in the style of mindfulness-based stress reduction, some... Um, not specifically in the style of mindfulness-based stress reduction, but uh, I would label which one would fall under each category. And um, I'll also give some talks about the, some didactic talks about the um, science and research and practical talks about mindfulness and meditation. And then also some other topics, because I don't want to limit it completely to that. I do want to have some... Uh, ground, some ground of what this is. So to put it in short, it's a mix of guided meditations that I will be recording, deep conversations, some talks that I'll give, some question and answers. I'll take some questions from the audience and I'll answer them on the podcast. And I think we can start there as the framework for the podcast. I wanted to give some context of who I am, who you're learning from, who you will be listening to on this podcast, and what the point of this podcast is. So thank you for listening. This, um, this is an absolute pleasure for me. I, I enjoy this dearly, and it's an honor for me to have a platform to share my thoughts, because it's always been something I've had a deep love for. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.